0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com
1: From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, August 23, 2018, and this is The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Coming up on today's show, Jody Hamilton, the guest host of next week's Stephanie Miller Show's. She's right here, Jody on the show. Uh, Trump literally confessed. He confessed. We got him, right? We got him. As John Oliver likes to say, we got him! We got him! uh, Trump literally confessed to making felony hush money payments to Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal. He did it on television. He did it on Fox News Channel. And we have the audio right here. That's going to be fun. It was a single juror, by the way, who ruined it for the rest of us on those other 10 counts against Manafort one person one holdout but there's actually some good news attached to this so we'll get to that on today's show too and if the twitter toddler in the white house has you completely stressed out head on over to bubble genius and pick up their exclusive republican voodoo doll featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator you people have been doing it and it's been working obviously playing voodoo with donald trump And Bubble Genius. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now. Only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now let the cartoons begin.
0: Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Zeska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Now men, I have just one thing to say. This isn't gonna be kid stuff. Pastor oh, Barney. Sure <laughs> Now there won't be room for any mistakes out there. One mistake is one too many. And you'll each be on your own, there'll be no molly Codlin. That badge means something. Don't any of you disgrace it. I
2: won't, sir. Did you have permission to talk? No, sir. What's your badge number? Three. All right, three. Watch it. <laughs>
0: Now listen, men,
2: and listen good.
0: There's liable to be trouble out there today. We're liable to have folks among us who are here for more than just a good time, if you know what I mean. Now, the minute it looks like there's gonna be trouble, we gotta nip it! <laughs> nip it in the mud! You nip know it! Let's hear it! <laughs> We could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk
2: about. The Bob Seska Show.
1: Oh, what am I doing here? Uh. Yeah, I guess I'm starting the show. It is the Trump Crisis Day 581. God damn it! 75 days until the 2018 midterms and possibly the end of American democracy, according to Malcolm Nance. Unless you vote, god damn it, make sure you vote. Make sure to get everyone registered. Make sure to drag your family and your friends. uh, Tie them up if you need to. Duct tape them. (laughs) Wrap them in cellophane. Do whatever you gotta do to get your friends out to vote and your family members and everyone in your household. And, And get your own ass out there, too. Because you have to vote too. It's not just—it's not just your friends and family. You got to vote, and if you don't, well, that's the end of American democracy.
3: And and it's their fault.
1: (laughs) That's exactly right. Oh, hey, look—it's Jody Hamilton. Jody on the show. (laughs) How you doing, Jody? I am good, sir. How are you? Great, great. So you know what? I've been waiting uh, ever since the news broke Tuesday night with all this crap with uh, Michael Cohen and Paul Manafort and Donald Trump and the entire shebang crashing and burning.
3: My Because we were actually doing my show as the news was coming out. Oh, yeah. So I was reading it as, as we were recording our show. And mm-hmm. um, then all of a sudden, you know, it was eight and eight, which was hilarious. And I I looked at David and I was like, this is the beginning of the end. This is, this is, it has to be, I mean, he's an unindicted co-conspirator. Right. Big.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's so groundbreaking and and so bad for Donald Trump. I don't think they even realize, I mean, certainly know that the red hats don't realize Fox news doesn't seem to realize. And if they do, they're certainly not tipping their hand as far as the ramifications of all this and how, how much uh, of a crisis this really is for Donald Trump. And he only makes it worse, right? I mean, what's the, what's the thing that I'm always repeating? Donald Trump always makes things worse for Donald Trump.
3: He sure does.
1: And this was the case, I mean, once again, he confessed, Jody. He confessed. <laughs> I mean, staggering. I mean, showing once again that the, the orange doesn't fall too far from the orange tree. It's like Don- <laughs> Donald Trump Jr. last year when the uh, Trump Tower news came out. Mm-hmm. confessed, here are all my emails, but I'm I'm innocent. That's the weirdest thing. I mean, it would be one thing if he was confessing and saying, guilty, yeah, I'm guilty. You, you got right. me. You, you caught me. But he's saying, I did all these things. The same with Donald Trump Jr. I did all these things, but I'm clearly innocent. I am <laughs> clearly did nothing wrong because it's not a well, crime.
3: Well, the thing is, is uh, somebody was, I forget who it was that called into Stephanie's show this morning, was saying, look, had they paid this, like Cohen paid the hush money through the campaign? Yeah. That's legal, mm-hmm. the fact that he paid it privately was an illegal campaign contribution, so yes. it's, and Donald Trump's saying, well, it wasn't through the campaign, which is worse. actually, no, that would have been legal <laughs>
1: yeah, <You> right
3: dummy <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Well, that's just it. It's the secrecy of it it's right. it's knowingly and willfully making these payments to influence the outcome of the election. And without reporting it, of course. And so well, that that's, is. Yeah. That's, that's the, the
3: thing. Somebody, somebody was saying on Tom Hartman today, he's like, well, people in elections, you know, when you campaign, that is all about influencing right. the election. Absolutely. So if they had done it legally, we would have known about it
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, and
3: that would have been fine.
1: And, and that actually brings us to the uh, two crucial distinctions between the cohen violations and now of course trump and all of his people and the red hats and fox news they're all doing the what whataboutism thank right. you to the kremlin for that bit of propaganda so they're saying that well what obama did obama o- obama got caught with campaign finance violations and it was no problem he didn't do anything didn't do any it wasn't bad it wasn't so bad and that makes, obviously, Trump's thing less bad, according to them. Yeah. But th- it's different. What happened with Barack Obama? Obama! Uh, lawyers call that routine violations. They're, it was basically like a filing error. The Obama campaign's violations were serious, but they were routine said, uh, right. this is Larry Noble, who served as the FEC's general counsel from 1987 to 2000, reporting to the uh, Huffington Post. These violations would be a failure to file reports in a timely fashion, or inadvertent receipt of excessive contributions, things like that. Those are the kind of violations that we're talking about with regard to Obama, not something that was secret or deliberately done. It was like, oops, clerical error, we, mis- we mistook this number for that number, or we didn't file this form in time, and uh, those are the violations that we're talking about with Obama, but the violations that Cohen admitted to in court, uh, which he has evidence for, are not routine. They are admitted felonies. Exactly. The the Obama campaign was not found to have knowingly and willfully violated campaign finance law. Cohen admitted to the court that he knowingly and willfully broke the law and that Trump directed him to do so. Trump directed him to do all of this plus he's got he's got audio recordings if not video i don't know if he's got video too but he could i mean it's a st- <laughs> i mean it's entirely possible that he's got video of donald trump admitting to all this stuff too plus he's got an entire paper trail documentation for these payments so to say that it's cohen's word versus trump's word I guess it's just a temporary thing for the edification of Fox News Channel and the Red Hats to say mm-hmm. that, oh, it's just a he said, she said kind of thing, <laughs> even though it's not, even though Michael Cohen has turned over thousands and thousands of thousands of documents to uh, corroborate everything he's saying in his uh, his guilty plea. So I don't know how, where, how, how they expect this to last at all as far as a, uh, a legal defense. I can't imagine that they would make this their actual legal defense that, oh, it's just his word against mine well that's-
3: i mean that was truth isn't truth you know uh, <laughs> right. it's his truth versus that no there's there is true and yes you have to weigh people's credibility when they say something against somebody else absolutely that's yeah. part of the fact-finding part of it all but if you've got paper trails and audio and potentially video recordings showing this right. then that backs up the guy that's talking
1: and so that's what they're not taking that into consideration of course the, what they're doing is they're playing a lot of semantic tricks and games. And that's all the nature of the kind of propaganda that we've been dealing with for some time now, whether it's from Russia or Fox News Channel or the White House in this case. They're they're trying to deceive their own people. And that's been the ongoing play that they've used all this time. It's really not a trespass against you, Jody, or me or Stephanie Miller or uh, Hillary Clinton, for that matter, or anyone on our side, any one of the normals on Earth-1. It's really all about... Donald Trump Fox News Channel and the Kremlin deceiving their own people I mean playing their own people for suckers this is how Donald Trump can do one thing one day and say the exact opposite the next day right
3: yeah it's it's so amazing that 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 his people are like sure yeah
1: okay (laughs) right Yeah, they just buy every single goddamn word of it and uh, never question a thing. And I I do think, though, that there are some cracks forming in the facade of the Red Hats right now. I think there are going to be some defections based on this. They can't really hang on for that much longer if this guy is completely cornered. I mean, do you really want to go down with the sinking ship? I would imagine that at some point uh, in the not-too-distant future, we're going to see serious... Uh, A serious decline in Donald Trump's poll numbers, at least for that that seemingly unwavering 40, 45 percent support that he's getting right now is actually I've been saying all along that that's soft and it's only a matter of time before those numbers come down even more. And when you actually put all of this together, Jody, and find out that Donald Trump sat there on Fox News Channel with Ainsley Earhart and confessed to the entire hush money payment. I mean, he Mm -hmm. literally, literally confessed. Here's Donald Trump with Ainsley Earhart. Uh, This was uh, yesterday on Fox and Friends. Uh, Later
2: on, I knew later on, but you have to understand, Ainsley, what he did. And they weren't taken out of campaign. Oh, finance. By the way,
1: we'll stop him right there. We're going to do one of those bits where we stop and start this thing and, and sort of <laughs> pick, pick it apart, deconstruct the whole thing. He he said later. I knew that was his the first words out of his mouth after she talked after Ainsley Earhart asked Donald Trump about those payments that Cohen made to Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal. He said later, I knew, but we have audio tape that was released a few weeks ago of Donald Trump and Michael Cohen talking about making payments in the future tense to Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal or one or the other. I'm not sure if it was both of them they were they were talking about on that audio recording. But Joe, do you think that that audio recording, the release of that, by the way, was a warning shot to Donald Trump now that we know that Cohen intended to plead guilty a, a few weeks later? Seems like that might have been yeah. like, OK, now's your chance to pardon me. This is like sending, this is like a serial killer sending like someone's severed pinky toe in the mail <laughs> to whoever they're trying to get to pay ransom, right? Uh, exactly. And that was what that audio recording was because here we are a few weeks later. He f- pleads guilty to these crimes, including. Uh, these campaign finance felonies. And so uh, Donald Trump obviously didn't get the message, or if he did, he just got the message and ignored the message. But I would like mm-hmm. to think that Donald Trump's not smart enough to understand what Michael Cohen's language was with the release no, of he, those.
3: Too many too many syllables, probably.
1: <laughs> That's right. Too many syllables, too many big words. Here's, uh, here's more of Donald Trump confessing.
2: That's a big thing. That's a much bigger thing. Did they come out of the campaign? They didn't come out of the campaign. They came from me, and I tweeted about it. You know, You know, but I tweeted uh, about the payments. I I don't remember the tweet, but I I
3: don't either.
1: But I mean, it doesn't matter because there he is on television saying "Eh, the payments didn't come from the campaign. They came from me. Well, you stupid idiot. That's illegal. It is illegal. Absolutely. It's a it's a donation to your own goddamn campaign that you made in, in secret and with the intention of deceiving voters of of making uh, you know, mistresses and, and sexual scandals go away in the weeks right before the election. That was the, the whole plot here. And then to say, oh yeah, I totally made secret hush money payments to <laughs> this porn star and this Playboy Playmate. They came from me, not the camp. Well, who are you trying to defend here, Donald Trump? Are you seriously trying to defend your own campaign or are you defending yourself? Because if you're defending yourself... Boy, that's a horrible, horrible defense. <laughs> Not helping. The, if, exactly. If your defense is, "I did it. I totally did it. I'm guilty. I made these payments. I didn't tell anybody because I thought I thought it would be all all of it would be secret," and and that's his thing. Like, oh Jesus Christ. Is he really confessing? Again, it's Lester Holt all over again.
3: It is. We got him, right? We got, it's John Oliver, like you said. Yeah. We got him, right? We got him! We've got him! We got yeah. him, no? He yeah. no. keeps dropping balloons. It's like, no, we don't. <laughs> that's
1: right. And, that, and that's the problem, though. We don't got him. Because as long as he's got uh, Congress, and as long as he's got 40 45% popular support, and an economy that's doing okay, we don't got him! Because that the problem is is that uh, he's riding on the backs of all of these other things right now, and so he is somewhat shielded by the real ramifications. What would actually happen in the real world should a president be you know accused of serious felonies like this? Mm-hmm. So he's done a pretty good job of insulating himself. Where I should say circumstances have been pretty favorable for Donald Trump, yeah. but that's not going to last very long. Because I mean. Already, we're starting to hear today. Well, you know what? I, I I was going to talk about Manafort, but I don't want to get, get ahead of ourselves here. Here's more of Donald Trump confessing. But they didn't come
2: out of campaign. In fact, my first question when I heard they it.
1: They didn't come out of campaign. What? The, what? The campaign? They didn't come out of campaign? Is that what he just said? They didn't come out of campaign. He's always been this way. He's like the worst internet troll. Just... <laughs> But it doesn't speak in full sentences, doesn't use words that are words, <laughs> just speaks in gibberish with the misspellings, and it didn't come out of campaign.
2: They didn't come out of campaign. The camp- <laughs> campaign? What? What are you doing? I don't know. about it was, did they come out of the campaign? Because that could be because a little dicey. Dicey. And they didn't come out of the campaign, and that's big. But they weren't. That's not a, it's not even a campaign campaign violation. If you look at President yes, Obama, he had a massive campaign violation, no, it wasn't. but he had a different attorney general and they viewed it a lot different. Obama. Yeah, yeah, he
1: he had a different attorney general. You have your own attorney general that you appointed and and despite all of that, your attorney general is saying, uh, no. You committed a crime here. <laughs> Well, you know what's what's fascinating about all this, Jody, and I say fascinating, maybe not necessarily in a favorable sense, is the fact that I don't think the Red Hats really truly understand what's going on here, and... It's a consequence of something that I was observing some time ago, which is to say that um, they really haven't been following because Fox News hasn't really been reporting on all of this granular detail about the Mm -hmm. day-to-day developments in the Russia Mm -hmm. story and certainly not the SDNY story, which, as I said on yesterday's uh, special edition show with with Buzz and Kimberly, as you said, you know, this was a flank move. I mean, SDNY and Michael Cohen just caught Trump with his pants down, looking the other way. It's just like, Trump's looking over there, Mueller, fake news, uh, rigged witch hunt, 17 angry Democrats or whatever, all those all those bastards in the special counsel's office, and whoops, oh, holy shit, boom, there it is. There's SDNY and Michael Cohen, three inches from Trump's face, sneaking up on his left. Mm-hmm. I mean, j- just an unbelievable move here. And so they, they haven't really been up to speed. So I'm not surprised that a bunch of red hats, I've seen this online. If you go to some of the uh, uh, pro-Trump pages or some of the pro-Trump Twitter feeds, you'll see this all over the place. Some of these red hats, they don't understand that Cohen's guilty plea is the Southern District of New York, and not right. Robert Mueller's special counsel's office. Right, they don't get that that's the thing. And you've been, I'm sure you've seen them. Well, I think we've all seen them—the tweets and everything that have come down and said, "Well, you know, that where's what? What about Russia? I mean, this isn't this doesn't have anything <laughs> to do with. Russia. Well, the investigation oh is not about Russia. SDNY is not about Russia. It's about Cohen's financial crimes, for God's sake." So, But they don't get that because they haven't been yeah. following on. They also don't understand that it's just because Russia isn't part of the Cohen plea that it isn't a serious legal crisis for Trump. Because they're all like, right. oh, it's just campaign finance. Well, what about Russia? I guess it's not bad. Well, yeah, right. of course, it's, it's really, really bad, even if it's not about Russia. And also, that's not what this investigation in SDNY is all about. And, and again, it's like... Oh, finally, now you're catching up to speed. And oh, mm-hmm. you don't know anything. Oh, I no. guess that's why you're still with this goddamn criminal and all those criminal buddies. And yeah, it's just a, <laughs> such a mess. You, you just don't understand, do you? They're just now catching up. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, when Fox News is listing, you know, what's happening in South Africa as a lead story <laughs> right. versus what's happening here.
1: Yeah, wasn't there a thing with with Tommy Laren talking about yeah. Festivus? or what, yeah. Is that something I saw? Like, I, er- s-
3: I hope that was a joke and not real, but yeah, I saw <laughs> that. They're talking about Festivus and not about what just happened on Tuesday. I'm like, that can't be real. I didn't even try to find it because I'm like, that can't be real.
1: Yeah, well, they're on that. Of uh, that murder that took place in the Midwest right, or the something, poor or the, woman, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget what the last Molly name is. Tibbetts? Molly
0: Tibbets.
3: Molly Tibbets. That- yeah, that yeah.
1: seems to be their story right now. And of course, you know, if it's one crime that's going to indict all undocumented immigrants, then maybe Trump's crime can indict all of the Trump's. Wouldn't that be great? I like that. Yeah, I think I, that's a great... I would idea. love
3: that. Apparently, when he he confessed to the crime, and I guess it was because she ignored him or turned him down, so it had nothing to do with whether he was here legally or not, first off. Yeah. Secondly, he was legally working here, which right. suggests, and by a big company that does E-Verify, mm-hmm. so it suggests he actually did have the paperwork that was uh, valid. Yep. So, I mean, the Des Moines Register, actually his lawyer is say, stating publicly that no, he's legally here. Mm-hmm. So there goes that argument. And yeah. and regardless, it's, it has nothing to do with whether or not the man was here with papers. It has to do with the fact that he was turned down and he didn't like that.
1: That's exactly right. I mean, he was uh, in Iowa legally, as you said. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, the way this is being extrapolated out is, is really just cherry-picking information. And that's not oh, to say yeah. that the death of this woman isn't tragic and the murder wasn't it's, tragic. It's
3: horrible and they, what happened to her, poor thing. And
1: it should have been prevented at some point. But the thing is, though, you, you can't take that and use that as an excuse to say every single immigrant here is is suspect because they could end up murdering a white person at some point and right. so that is inherently a, a racist point of view that is inherently a false lead it doesn't actually apply it's anecdotal evidence for a problem that really is not an epidemic or mm-hmm. any sort of systemic thing it's like the voter id thing it's like exactly. oh, we, we've got like one case of voter fraud out of uh, 300 million votes cast or some astronomical high number. Oh, well, clearly we need voter ID because you see the one thing isn't really even a thing, right? Oh, God. Well, see, that's what they do. And that's all they need to do because it's all just an appeal to emotions and appeal to anger and allowing them to, of course, own liberals. That's the, the most exciting part of it.
3: Well, that's the only thing that matters.
1: Uh, yeah, and boy, was it comforting to see photos. Uh, by the way, speaking of owning the liberals, comforting to see photos of one of the jurors from the Paul Manafort trial in Virginia, uh, sporting mm-hmm. a Make America MAGA Great Again hat. Yeah, hat, yeah. yeah. one of the jurors is a red hat, and it, and that was the one who actually spoke to Fox News Channel.
3: Uh huh. And she said he was. I didn't want him to be guilty, but he was.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then she said there was one other person who ended up mm-hmm. being the lone holdout. So. What was it? 10 of the 18 counts Mm -hmm. were 11 to 1. Yeah. 11. This one person was a holdout on all 10 of the 18 counts. You Uh, know
3: the prosecution wants to find out why.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that because that that ended up being the thing that held up the jury on those uh, 10 counts, Mm That's an indication that I think the prosecutors are going to try again. Uh,
3: I think so, too. Yeah. When it was that clear cut with some MAGAs, at least one on the jury. And, yep. and, and the thing is, is it's like the her interview said that it looked at times that the prosecution was bored. So they need to look more excited or engaged in the wow. – because – uh, and that Ugh. does matter. Juries are weird. And I, um, uh, I took a class literally called Communications in Legal Settings, which was about, it was a pre-law class. And oh, it wasn't wow. about the law. It was about how to act as a defense attorney or a prosecutor or in, you know, in civil law. Well, I mean, what are some it of the things like, they recommend? Well, they, they, it was interesting. It's very much you know, pre-Dr. Phil stuff, because mm-hmm. um, this was in the early 80s. The uh, prosecutors should wear dark colors like blues and blacks and grays Mm -hmm. because that looks authoritative and it looks like you know what you're doing. Whereas defense people, whether it's a plaintiff, uh, you know, whether it's civil or, or criminal, but especially criminal, need to wear earth tones because then you look like a nice person.
1: Ah, I see.
3: And I sat on a mock jury. It was interesting. It was a, it was a real case. And mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the lawyers in law school that we saw present the case, they used actual question and answer testimony. Like, it was, they didn't actually try it as themselves. They just used what had already been tried. Oh, I
1: see. Interesting. And
3: so, Very interesting. And so the same answers to the same questions. But it was, you know, prosecutors and attorneys that were in law school. Mm-hmm. And it was a rape case. And um, – when we went to we, – we were, you know, voir dire, which was bull because obviously we were already going to be there. But so they, we went through the voir dire process, so we kind of mm-hmm. learned about that. And then when we went through, we saw the case. It was about a day. We saw the case and went to deliberate, and we were all like, well, the guy's guilty, right? <laughs> and so – and we didn't know the actual outcome of the real case, whether the guy was convicted or not. And this is rape in the early 80s. And so – we go in and we deliberate. Well, we should go over the evidence even though we already voted. So we went over the evidence. We're like, no, yeah, he's guilty, right? So mm-hmm. we you know, turned in our verdict. And apparently there was a class four years earlier that had tried the same case, and they came back with a not guilty verdict.
1: Interesting. What, what was the uh, difference between the two? The lawyering. Oh wow! So it was basically the that's fascinating. Where it was just what what specifically did they try? Did they throw all the tricks out, or did they? Well,
3: it was they were just. I mean, the, our as far as what we saw, mm-hmm. the the lawyers that were on the prosecution knew what they were doing. They didn't stutter. They were very strong, mm-hmm. and they really you know. And the guy was actually found guilty for real too. So yay! But yeah. um, uh, it was interesting because the same teacher taught both court both different classes over the course of the four years. And he said, yeah, it was totally, it was about the lawyering because everything else was equal.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, that actually brings up a good point, uh, just going back to Trump now, which is that Mm -hmm. it seems to me as if the biggest influence on that jury was probably Donald Trump. It seems to me that his constant tweeting and constant visibility, constantly uh, bashing the, the Mueller investigation, that was maybe what stopped that one juror from Maybe. deciding. And it almost stopped the the woman who spoke to Fox News Channel, the one juror mm-hmm. who said, who described this other person because she was also obviously a red hat. So, mm-hmm. and, and she was very close to saying, eh, you know what? I don't want him to be guilty, but I think he is. So that indicates that she was very close to saying, Well, because I like Donald Trump, I'm gonna find him not guilty. And, well, and so she said
3: she was gonna vote for Trump again, apparently.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. So and then it, she's like,
3: I I had my red hat, you know, my Make America Great hat in the car because I'm worried about death threats. <laughs> and it's like
1: Maybe that um, should give you an indication in terms of who you're supporting and how terrible they are.
3: Like had he had he been acquitted, you were worried about liberals really don't do death threats that much. No, nah, we're um, kind of
1: pacifists. That's just, yeah, the, yeah.
3: It's, it's not our MO. So the death threats, I think we don't convict more <laughs>
1: so than <Yeah>. convict.
3: <laughs> well, you I, know, I mean, I mean, there might've been a few, but I mean, honestly, we're not that guy.
1: Well, meanwhile, Lawrence, uh, Lawrence O'Donnell said that this could lead to uh, Manafort pleading guilty and cooperating with prosecution. Although oh, yeah. I, I'm really wondering, is, is that even going to happen? I mean, the fact that this jury was so close to actually convicting on all 18 counts seems to me as if, if Manafort pleads guilty and starts cooperating, he's not going to live very long. I mean, just, I
3: know I think that's why he won't do it. Yeah. I think he's terrified.
1: And it seems to me as if they're really boxed in because if he's waiting for Donald Trump to pardon him, There's a ton of pressure on Trump to not do that either. And I'm not talking about pressure from the normals. I'm talking about pressure from Senate Republicans. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, uh, John Cornyn, big John Cornyn. He said that a pardon would, uh, quote, be a mistake Uh, Bob Corker said a pardon would be very damaging to the presidency and to his position as president. Uh, Susan Collins said it would be an enormous mistake and misuse of his power to pardon. So I don't know if that necessarily indicates, well, we're going to move forward with some form of impeachment if he does. But it just seems to me as if that that was a friendly warning to say, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, don't try it. Don't even think about it. And so that is probably the smart money. So so on one hand, I know Donald Trump probably wants to pardon Paul Manafort. And I know that a pardon is one of Manafort's considerations in pleading not guilty. But Mm -hmm. at the same time... uh, there's nothing Donald Trump can do because the Republicans have got a box. And if Donald Trump can figure out a way to do this without any ramifications for Donald Trump, because really, that's the only restraint. That's the only thing that's keeping Donald Trump from doing really the awful shit is Mm -hmm. anything that might blow back against him personally and his approval rating. That's why he chooses not to do the awful shit. It's not because it's awful shit. It's because he'll get in trouble. (laughs) So that's the only thing keeping us from the abyss right now is Donald Trump's (laughs) own sense of self-preservation, right?
3: Right. Yeah. And and, I've always been wondering, and perhaps you can help me with this. Okay. So say he did pardon Paul Manafort or anybody Mm -hmm. else for that matter, or pre-pardons them before anything happens. Yeah. That doesn't preclude them from being subpoenaed and talking because at that point, they're immune.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, and then also Paul Manafort has another trial coming up in D.C. Right. And it's going to be even tougher for him to wiggle out of that one now that he's yeah, already this been is convicted. Ama-
3: and it's D.C. I mean, they really don't like him there.
1: Oh, yeah. So if Trump pardoned Manafort now, he would have to pardon Manafort not only for the eight convictions in Virginia, but then he'd have to also preemptively pardon Donald Trump Uh, regarding the indictments in D.C. So I I don't know if he would do that. It seems to me as if he would at least have to wait until after D.C. Uh, And if he does, then he's going to be in serious legal jeopardy. But if that legal jeopardy happens to be brought on by a Democratic House of Representatives after the midterms, don't get happy, uh, then maybe that's something that Donald Trump will savor. Because we do also have Donald Trump on the record Uh, saying that he would love it if Nancy Pelosi was Speaker of the House because then he would have this great adversary to attack. But, of course, Donald Trump makes things worse for Donald Trump, so... (laughs) The, uh,
3: she's she's a great speaker, so you really don't want her. She knows how to yeah. get her caucus in order. She's very good.
1: Well, on top of caucus. that, you know, getting an adversary—is it really worth seeing your first firstborn son dragged before the House Intelligence Committee for hours not. and hours of public testimony? I don't know. Would it? Would it be worth it? I
3: don't think he cares. Yeah. I really don't. I think the man is so—I socio- think he's a sociopath. Oh yeah, uh, he has no empathy for anybody. I mean, look at how he treats Barron. Right, and he's a little kid. It's not like you know he's he's a nice, probably a sweet kid, and yeah. he couldn't care less about that kid.
1: Well, let he, alone the adults. I think Trump only cares about his family members insofar as his he has to.
3: Well, he uh, loves the Ivanka, though. Yeah, you know, he, do, well, there's he does. There's the whole thing with
1: well, her. The, Ivanka. There is something weird going yeah, on there.
3: It's not right.
1: No, it's. T- <laughs> Definitely not right. It's it's really really creepy and and it's odd. Right. I, I, I don't My know dad if-
3: had eight daughters. Trust me, dad didn't do anything like that. He <laughs> had
1: eight of us. <laughs> right. So all right, we're going to talk about Michael Cohen and something new here with regard to the Trump Tower meeting and the hacking of the Democratic National Committee and the hacking of the DCCC and the hacking of Hillary Clinton, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We, this is going to be again all of this stuff that's happened so far. This is all going to seem quaint when the real shit hits the fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is going to seem like, I mean, the list of people who have already pled guilty uh, and in the case of Anders Wan been uh, actually uh, sentenced and, and is doing time, uh, you know, th- this is all going to seem like the opening chapter of a book. It's going to be like the the prologue, because what's still to come is going to be so enormous. And this just has to do with SDNY. I mean, we're not even wrapping into the long list of indictments that I think are still to come from Robert Mueller. Mm-hmm. And the high profile ones, which mm-hmm. I'm theorizing and I do underscore theorizing that because it's really easy to apply the like the Chuck Norris rules to Robert Mueller, like, oh, he can do anything. Robert Mueller doesn't do push-ups. Robert Mueller pushes the earth down. That's like the, the attitude around Robert Mueller right now. But the fact is that he is a sharp guy, but I do think he's going to wait there for. To convict yeah. the really high-profile names at the very end, once the investigation has officially wrapped up, I think the reasoning is is that if he were to suddenly indict Donald Trump Jr. and Jared Kushner, for example, Donald mm-hmm. Trump would just go batshit and then fire the special counsel, shut down the office, appoint a new uh, new attorney general, and move on from there, and 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 lick his wounds along the way because of course the Republicans will go nuts over that, the Democrats will go just the heads will explode, but still donald trump has saved himself but so that's why robert Mueller, i think will uh leave everything to the end so i mean i the-
3: i agree i think the big ticket items are going to be the tail end of this which means uh his son's Uh, Ivanka, because I think she's up to it as well. Mike Pence is up to it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kushner might be a little earlier than the rest of them just because he's married in and he's Jewish. I
1: I can't even imagine the charges that are going to get filed against uh, Jared Kushner. I mean, they have to be coming. There has Mm -hmm. to be Jared Kushner charges. There has to be charges of geez, at the very least The conspiracy to obstruct justice after the mm-hmm. fact With Don Jr. and Hope Hicks And all the mm-hmm. rest of them Maybe even mm-hmm. Don McGahn, for God's sake Who we're hearing is, uh, is Is cooperating And, oh, by the way We still haven't gotten to the next person Who's cooperating with the special counsel's office This is gonna be
3: My favorite last name ever
1: Yes, indeed And we're gonna get to David Pecker (laughs) (laughs) David Pecker Just, we're going to talk about David Pecker in a second because because, you know why because his name is David Pecker (laughs) exactly (laughs) I can't get enough of that alright you know what Um, I'm 47 now and
3: uh, oh, you're so young
1: I'm just uh, I'm becoming an old codger right before your (laughs) very eyes right before your very ears as the case may be so I'm looking at things like life insurance now because I'm a middle aged man And so middle-aged man has to find things like life insurance Because it is, I mean, it's genuinely important The problem is is that it's confusing and really boring So only uh, one in four of us even has it Uh, Even though 70% of us say we need it To make sure our loved ones are cared for We don't always get it But maybe you put it off because it can be uh, confusing Or maybe you just don't have the time policygenius.com to the rescue for you in just five minutes you can compare quotes from the top companies to find the best policy right for you and and save money at the same time now's the best time to buy with rates at their lowest in decades and policy genius is the best place to buy and it's free by the way did i mention it's free yes oh yes it's free it's so easy you can do it right now while you're listening to this show over four million people. By the way, here's a challenge: see if you can sign up for an, uh, a life insurance policy before the the show is over. I bet you can do it using Policy Genius. If you've been putting off getting life insurance, there's no reason to put it off any longer. Go to PolicyGenius.com and get get quotes and apply in just minutes. It's that easy. You can do it right now, and you should because rates are at their lowest in 20 years. Policy Genius, it's the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. Go do it right now, huh? The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yep, the heat is on, isn't it? Heat is
0: on.
1: I hate segues like that. I do them anyway because it's so jive and DJ-ish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> make sure to go shopping. By the way, when you're not shopping for life insurance policies at PolicyGenius.com, make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link. Lots of, I mean, everything you could possibly imagine is, is sold at Amazon.com. I just, you know what I did? I, I'm such an idiot. I've got a, a room full of nerd stuff here, all behind me, sitting here in my uh, my home studio. And boy, I I, br- <laughs> I broke this Batman statue that I've had for several years now it's my favorite batman statue and damn it i knocked it right off the shelf <gasps> and and broke one of the ears off i should tell you i've got several batman statues with busted batman ears on them because Aww. of because of cats that was the cats got the other ones but this Aww. one is a is a big honking statue of batman busted the ear right off of it and so I, of course i went back to amazon.com found an inexpensive option for replacing it and within seconds within in seconds of busting that ear off, I've got a new one coming my way in the mail from Amazon.com, and I can't wait. Make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link at bobseska.com. Just click the all caps Amazon link beneath the logo, so it'll take you right to the front page of Amazon.com. It puts a little cookie on your computer, so it follows you around where you do, while you do your shopping in Amazon. I have no idea what you're buying or who you are or what, what your desires are. I don't care if you buy a whole case of dildos. I'll never know that you bought a case of dildos from <laughs> Amazon.com. Oh,
3: thank God. I was worried.
1: I'll know that there were dildos purchased, right? And I always have a good time noticing that there are dildos purchased, <laughs> but I don't know that it's Jody Hamilton buying a case full of dildos. So
3: until now,
1: right? And then I, you know, let's go down. A little. Oh my God, Stephanie Miller bought a case of extra large dildos. I had no idea. <laughs> Uh, we could
3: be worse and say it's a <laughs> wedding present for somebody we
1: know. As long I don't care, as long as you use the Amazon link to buy your case of dildos from Amazon. That's I'm perfectly happy with that. And oh god, I hope they don't kick me off of my Amazon link now. Not uh, again. <laughs> thank you, thank you for doing that. Okay, so Michael Cohen has knowledge implicating Trump in a criminal conspiracy to hack the Democratic emails during the 2016 election, according to Lanny Davis this is uh, potentially Mm -hmm. gigantic, if it actually happens. Uh, And it would seem to me as if Cohen would probably need some documentary evidence. And if anyone's got it, if anyone's got recordings of Donald Trump, or even Jr. talking about and I think Jr. is also implicated by Lanny Davis and all of this, then Michael Cohen would be the one to have those audio recordings. Because of course, he's Mm -hmm. the audio recording guy, right? He's
3: he's the A.V. guy in this whole story.
1: Yeah. And so we could actually have audio of Michael Cohen and Jr. and Trump himself all talking about before it was public. And of course, we know that Donald Trump Jr. knew what was going on before it became public because he got an email from Rod Goldstone telling him about the whole thing. What did Donald Trump Jr. say in response to that? If
3: it's true, I love it. I love it. I
1: love it. I I love love it. it. I love it. I I (laughs) love it. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love I it. I love it. I love it so much. Or isn't that a uh, that's a character from Saturday Night Live? Saturday sure Night Live. Molly, Molly Shannon. Molly character. Shannon did yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The role of Donald Trump Jr. is being played by Molly Shannon on today's show. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I love it. Um, love it. So he said here. Uh, Cohen's knowledge reached beyond the obvious possibility of a, a, a conspiracy to collude, and that Cohen is willing to share all that he knows with Robert Mueller's team. Oh, isn't that fun? I just, I love news like this. You know, I I tell you, Jody, I am so grateful for this news cycle. I cannot tell you <laughs> how much I needed just, you know, just the news cycle to give me a little bit of a uh, little bit of this kind of sugar once in a while, <laughs> Where I just get the news and the choirs of angels start singing and exulting in the demise of Donald Trump's presidency. Piece by piece, <laughs> indictment by indictment, and we can all celebrate. That's the kind of news cycle I like, and so I, I just—it's like sometimes I get to be though like a like, little bit like a dog, where you know if you if the dog is being scratched and it feels really good, the dog thinks that that really good feeling is going to last forever. Right. <laughs> so like, all right, this is going to be great because now from now on it's going to be like. <laughs> Oh, all great news and tr- bad news for Trump and great news for the rest of us. And uh, uh, I, I don't so. think so. I mean, I
3: the the MAGA that was on the Manafort jury does give me hope as mm-hmm. far as the rule of law.
1: That is true. And that is the main thing here that Donald Trump seems to be whittling away at. I mean, in, in fact, for example, Donald Trump talked about how uh, John Dean is a rat. Yeah. John Dean is a rat. Well, there was that. But he also said that uh, flipping, like uh, Michael Cohen is doing, should be illegal. And you know what should be illegal is flipping in the real estate sense. There you go. All those shows on HGTV, those flipping shows on HGTV. I think they should get rid of those because it's mostly involving, you know, awful, awful people buying tiny houses. That's what I, I would like to see. Uh, banned by the law. Maybe uh, Donald Trump can work on that for us. Huh? What he wasn't really talking about that. He was talking about uh, cooperating with prosecutors.
3: And that's the thing. Isn't he the law and order president? Yeah,
1: totally law and order president. Well, then again, right, okay. I mean, j- just yesterday he was saying how how terrible it is that Michael Cohen cooperated with federal prosecutors. That, uh, Michael Cohen is cooperating with the federal government, and this is something that that eats Donald Trump alive. Being you know the head of the federal Innocent. government. And innocent. Yeah, and innocent. But I mean, again, the head of the federal government was like, I don't right. want that guy cooperating with the federal government. I mean, that should no, be illegal.
0: that's just wrong. <laughs>
1: totally, totally illegal. Here's uh, Donald Trump talking
2: about how flipping is illegal. And Michael Cohn had, I guess, a taxi business, and somebody reported him for some things in his taxi business, and that's how this started. And they put the two counts of campaign violations in there, but... A lot of lawyers on television.
1: By the way, that chirping, that ongoing chirping sound in the background, Mm -hmm. welcome to my hell back here on the East Coast. Because that that is (laughs) summertime. It's ongoing. It's cicadas and just some indiscriminate, nonstop chirping noise that I don't know what the hell that is.
3: I heard the sirens in the background. Were they coming for him?
1: (laughs) That would be great, wouldn't they? With the. (laughs) With the uh, straight jacket and the leg shackles, yeah, Yeah.
3: all of it, all of it, man. Uh, The orange jumpsuit, everything.
1: I can't wait for that. I can't wait till they drag this guy off to Arkham Asylum and just done, (laughs) (laughs) completely done with Donald Trump and (laughs) hanging out. I like your Batman
3: reference there. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Oh God. I I just that's one of the things I fantasize about. That. In fact, when I when I'm looking to get in the mood to have sex with Kimberly, I'm like I start fantasizing about Donald Trump going to prison, and that just totally.
3: That turns you on, doesn't Uh, it?
1: Is that too much information? Audience, is that... Did I... Did did I... Is that too much? You went there. Right. I think I did. We can
3: talk about your penis in a little while if you'd like.
2: (laughs) No, thank you. Okay, so back to to flipping. And also, lawyers at IFC, that... They're not even crimes.
3: If you're saying the payments, if they're not illegal, then why would he even, why would he use that information for a plea deal?
2: Because he makes a better deal when he uses me, like everybody else. And one of the reasons I respect (laughs) Paul Manafort so much as he went through that trial. You know, they make up stories. People make up stories. This whole thing about uh, flipping, they call it. I know all about flipping for 30, 40 years. <laughs> he knows
1: all about flipping. What, what does that tell us about Donald Trump, that he's an expert in witnesses turning to and cooperating with prosecutors? That seems like maybe Donald Trump's been a lot of criminal and uh, other sort of legal imbroglio. They
0: call him Flipper. Oh, Flipper. <laughs>
1: He's also a flipper. Uh, Michael Cohen. See, Maybe this should be Michael Cohen's theme song from now on on the and show.
2: Says who? Says who? <laughs> and says who?
1: Yeah, okay. He'll be swimming with the fishes if he's not careful, right? flipper. flipper. <sighs> And don't, don't you do like a, you do a dolphin noise. Can't you make the dolphin
3: No, Stephanie does that. Oh, I Stephanie
1: can't do does that.
3: that. Steph- oh. With her cheeks, she's like, it's a thing.
1: Oh, I can't do that. well, I need to get Stephanie on the show.
3: And she needs to do mine as well. <laughs> I know.
1: People need to start bugging Stephanie to do my show and Jody's show. I yeah. Think, yeah. Because, I have wine. Yeah. Perfect. I think that's all you need. Get some just order some Cameron Hughes and uh, Yes. I, see, there I am mentioning Stephanie's Her sponsors. own
3: sponsors. That's right. And they're not
1: <laughs> Cameron Cameron Hughes actually declined to sponsor this show. So I guess and, uh-
3: they are having a wine tasting at her house with him today.
1: I guess they found out that I'm just not an alcoholic enough. to Not enough.
3: Not, not enough. enough. Maybe they should I, call me.
1: I need to up my game here a little bit to get Cameron Hughes, <laughs> don't I? Uh, so anyway, so Donald Trump thinks flipping should be illegal, and he still doesn't yeah. know clearly by this audio. He keeps repeating himself, by the way, so the brain worms are doing their job. But the thing is that he keeps saying that uh, it's just his word it's just oh he's just saying he's just making up stories making up stories all all about Trump he's making up all these stories about Donald Trump he says things about (laughs) Trump and so we're to believe that there isn't all kinds of documentary evidence against you. They Mr. wouldn't Rutherford. just believe
3: Michael Cohen. They right. wouldn't because he is a liar and he, he he would have protected his clients. Sean Hannity must be a little concerned too.
1: Yeah, because he's like one of Cohen's three clients. And at some right. point, shit's going to come out about Sean Hannity. Mm-hmm. Just, Sean Hannity, they're doing this thing now. And Sean Hannity's just as responsible as anyone else, uh, along with Duncan Hunter, that other crook.
0: That guy.
1: Yeah, the, saying that... It's the Democrats who are behind all of this. And it was like uh, what Sean Hannity had a graphic on his show last night that said the partisan witch hunt with a picture of Robert Mueller. Uh, above it
3: a known Democratic what
1: Duncan Hunter said that uh, this is the new Department of Justice this is the Democrats arm of law enforcement it's happening with Trump and it's happening with me yeah please keep buddying up with Donald Trump Hunter yeah you're not looking criminal enough make sure to wrap your arms around the biggest criminal in the goddamn world smart smart move there
3: yeah, didn't his wife buy like two hundred dollars worth of makeup and claim that it was for the Boys Club and Girls Club of America? <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Really? Yes, these goddamn idiots. I I just don't understand. Are there really people? I guess these are people who think that Democrats are engaged in a war on Christmas. I guess the same people think that Robert Mueller and Christopher Ray and Jeff Sessions and Rod Rosenstein aren't Republicans. <laughs> these are these are Democrats. Donald Trump appointed Democrats to run Mm -hmm. the Department of Justice. That's what we're to understand. Mm -hmm. That's the fiction that they've had to resort to. That is how up Shit's Creek they are. They are so far up it. It is ungoddamn <laughs> believable. So, all right, where what was I talking about? Where did I get off on a tangent about I all this? I don't know. I was, I was talking about uh, Cohen having knowledge, and then we were talking about flippers. Flipping. And right. then, all right, well, now we're going to have to talk about David Pecker. But before we talk about David Pecker, <laughs> I got <laughs> <I'll> to, <get, laughs> those guys have to weigh in on David Pecker. So before we do that, we're going to take one last break and come back and talk about David Pecker right after after these, talk about the big pecker right after these words
0: (laughs) you can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using bubble genius bath and body products see bubble genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan friendly products in america and supporting other u.s businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com.
1: Bob Seska.
0: is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: Yes, it is. Thank you so much, Buzz. Welcome to our Thursday show, right?
0: I do believe in you. All
1: right. What I are we going to talk about here? Um, oh, shit. I forgot to mention this. <sighs> Uh-oh. Our Patreon subscriptions have just slowed to a oozing crawl.
3: Come on, people.
1: And so you got it. Peep, people. People.
3: People. All you people.
1: people. Right. S- uh, s- stop sucking. Go go to our Patreon. <laughs> See, that's a, gr- a great way to get memberships just by saying, "Hey, hey, you, stop sucking." <laughs>
3: it's- yeah, hey, that's very honey-like. There,
1: you know, <laughs> know it totally, totally entices people. It wor- does warmly surrounds them with good feelings. <laughs> you know, uh, so so anyway, stop sucking. Go to our Patreon. Page. <laughs> You uh, ch- the cool kid. Stop being such a cheapskate and go to our Patreon page through com and click the all caps Patreon link just beneath the logo and go sign up for the show. Everyone's loving the free after party from last Friday. We made it totally free just to, ah. to entice you, to bait you, to tease you into signing up for one of the most chaotic shows of every week of uh, podcasting. It's uh, me and Kimberly Johnson talking about uh, everything from movies to comedy to politics to sex lots of sex to sex 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 nothing but dicks and vaginas all
3: (laughs) all intertwined and doing things amongst each other (laughs) all
1: literally intertwined in fact we roll in a big room full of just random dicks and vaginas all sitting loose in the room and they're all intertwined and it's just so utterly disgusting. I don't know where we get those body parts, but they they just show up here on the doorstep. Amazon, the Amazon link is where we get them. You order all the finest dicks and vaginas through Amazon. I don't know what. Am I drunk? I'm not. You
3: are, what have you? How late is it where you are?
1: No, it's a, God. It's two thirty three in the afternoon on a Thursday, and I'm hammered. I'm I'm just, I'm, I'm not really hammered. Uh, but yeah, like last Friday, we talked about the movies of nineteen ninety six. We talked about. This uh, Nazi organizer Who was interrupted yeah. by his dad It was like a Rupert Pupkin kind of moment uh, was, Somehow I got compared to Both George Papadopoulos And Burt Reynolds at the same time Somehow we, we covered that Oh and you gotta hear Frenchie, uh, the Walter the Frenchie Walter the dog Oh
3: I love Walter We
1: rolled out a new samba uh, song With Walter the dog singing vocals It was like a samba combined with Whitney Houston It was just so great And that was on the show too, plus oh. lots of other stuff Amorosa, Admiral McRaven We talked about uh, yeah, Let's see, Brett Kavanaugh was in the show I mean, Just all kinds of great stuff On the after, we gotta go listen to the after party Because it's a wide variety of just chaos And then of course Dicks and vaginas too So there's there's that there's that. So <laughs> you, you, can, you can listen through our Patreon page At bobseska.com and click the all caps Patreon link Okay, thank you uh, Getting back to serious things here Instead of uh, drunken profanity And so on David Pecker, Dave, big old David Pecker, David, big old Pecker, big old Pecker. Uh, <laughs> this is great news. He is, of course, the, uh, the CEO of AMI, the publishers of the National Enquirer. And, okay, shut up. <laughs> shut up, guys. I got to talk about David Pecker. I know it's funny. I, I, it's really funny, but I, I do have to talk about him. Okay, so he is cooperating with prosecutors in the Cohen case. This is fantastic. Again, more, I mean, it's not It's not Russia collusion, but it is collusion, right? Exactly. It's, it's a conspiracy to disrupt the election where they were offering uh, Karen McDougal things. They gave her a contract mm-hmm. to appear. And then uh, on the cover of, what was it? Men's Health Magazine, one of those other- it's Something m- like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she never appeared. The whole idea was to get her story and then kill it. to to give her money for her story and then spike the whole damn thing so it doesn't go public. And that's sort of Donald Trump's M.O. And and so David Pecker is... uh, (laughs) is Pecker. Beavis and Butthead clearly drunk too. Uh, (laughs) But again, I mean, talk about all of the legal problems surrounding Donald Trump. And he still has yeah. the balls to get up in front of his red hats and say, totally innocent. This is the greatest presidency in the history of all, pres- of all the presidencies. And, but yet, we've got David Pecker cooperating. We've got mm-hmm. uh, Michael Cohen. And we've got Donald Trump himself confessing. I mean, mm-hmm. got to make sure we throw that in there. Plus, there's this whole thing with the New York Attorney General investigating the Trump Foundation. Yeah. And all of that, and and uh, Michael Cohen being subpoenaed in that, and then Michael Cohen cooperating with the Robert Mueller investigation. I mean, just all these things stacking up against Donald Trump. And uh, I I can't wait for to all just seriously crash. Well, I guess it is crashing now, but it hasn't really gotten to the point where he's in jeopardy of resigning. And I think that that'd, that'd be right. the ultimate thing when he finally figures out that the way to end all of this <laughs> is to resign. Although, you know, the question is, though. He's still
3: up for stuff, though. I mean, he's still, had he not run for president, he probably would have died a relatively wealthy man.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, it seems to me as if the idea that he can be prosecuted after he leaves office Mm -hmm. is actually, Mm -hmm. I mean, on the surface, it seems enticing. I mean, we all go, yeah, "Yeah, isn't that great? Boy, I I can't wait till he has to leave office for many, many reasons, including that Mm -hmm. one. But at the same time, it seems to me as if that gives him incentive to never leave office.
3: Right. That's why he wants to be presidenting for life. But that's when, I mean, Michael Avenatti said it when Stephanie got to call him when we both hoped we looked good. Um, (laughs) uh, He said that if he were Mueller, he would test the Supreme Court on whether a sitting president can be indicted for crimes prior to being president and whilst being president. Um, He would push it. Um, And I'm with him on that.
1: What are the chances, did he say, what are the odds of that actually happening? Because it seems like a great idea, but whether or not Mueller will actually think it's Mueller's, a great idea is another thing. I
3: think Mueller's old school, and it's an old school, it's not a, it's not a law. It's just mm-hmm. a, a rule, I believe, at the DOJ that you don't indict a sitting president, which to me is stupid because you can indict a sitting governor, you can indict a sitting mayor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see why you can't go one-up Yeah, You know, uh, they all have things to do. I mean, the mayor of Los Angeles is running a 3 million person city. Yeah. That's a big bunch of people. And so, and and the mayor of New York is 8 million, you're 10 million now. It's like, you know, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of responsibility. You're dealing with a lot of stuff. So the presidenting, bigger staff. And this guy's not paying attention to presidenting at all. So it's not going to distract us anymore.
1: Well, we've never faced charges like this against no. a sitting president. So it seems to no. me as if we're in new territory. Not even new territory prosecutorially. It seems like we're in new territory just generally speaking with this guy. I mean, obviously, it's it's one of the, uh, this is obviously a gigantic outlier in the history of the presidency that we've got this utterly incompetent buffoon and criminal Thank God villain. he's
3: incompetent. Thank God he's incompetent. Yeah,
1: well that's the guy, that's the other scary thing it's one of the things that makes me wake up, sit bolt upright in bed in the middle of the night, covered in sweat is I just go, holy shit. I mean, what if what if a Trumper comes along who keeps his or her mouth shut, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't mouth off on Twitter like that, doesn't give these crazy rallies. Comports themselves as being presidential, but does all of the criminal shit, all of the subversion of Frank institutions. Frank Underwood. I and, mean, we have we go. have the
3: example. You know, yeah. I mean, it's yep. Frank Underwood. It's 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 frightening that if Nixon had done what Trump did, we wouldn't know about it.
1: Jesus Christ.
3: And the bumbling of the actual robbery itself, yeah. the burglarizing of the DNC itself, because that one security guard is the only reason we know anything.
1: Right. <laughs> I mean, we we, I mean, te- we tease the Trumpers uh, for this being stupid Watergate, but I'm so grateful that it is stupid. Yes. You know what I mean? Because if it was just normal Watergate with this level of intrigue where we're talking about mm-hmm. a coordinated effort with a hostile foreign power in the midst of a cyber attack, mm-hmm. a- and we've got all of these Leaders from the highest echelons of our federal government, not to mention members of Congress, mm-hmm. operating in cahoots with all of that—that that is mm-hmm. fucking terrifying.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean at least he's incompetent. Thank, thank right. you, Jesus. I mean, at that least he is incompetent.
1: He goes on Fox News Channel and confesses to all this shit. Mm-hmm, you know, God mm-hmm. damn it. You know, weirdest goddamn thing. I can't believe I almost forgot this before the end of the show. This was Trump during his rally in West Virginia. Well, by the way, before we play this audio. One of the greatest things that I heard that night, that same night, Tuesday was like this orgasmic cycle of uh, of news that came down because it was Michael Cohen, it was Paul Manafort, guilty, 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 Donald Trump, guilty. And then Donald Trump goes to West Virginia to do one of his endless cocaine rants, and he's pissed off because the crowd is deflated. Well, it was actually kind of Donald Trump who was deflated, too. I mean, he didn't. Yeah. This is one of the things we uh, we talked about on the, uh, the special show that we did on Wednesday is that He just didn't have his mojo. There was no spark there. And he was clearly distracted. I mean, obviously. Uh, But it was a combination of Trump not having his mojo. And this. I think we may be on the down slope of red hat mania.
3: Yeah. I mean, West Virginia is going to be his people. And if it's not. 20,000 people and we're down to a couple thousand it's bad
1: well this is a moment that I guess Donald Trump was desperate to connect on anything listen to this this is Donald Trump during his West Virginia rally
2: sure can you get this deal done immediately? said it doesn't work that way. I don't want to go too fast, too fast. The deal's not going to be any good if we do that. Good? It's not going to be any good. The deal, the deal's not going to be good. If what is do he that, doing? Is he doing his doing,
3: wife's accent?
1: He, he's doing Peter Laurie or something. He's like Ren from Ren and Stimpy. He's like That was the weirdest accent. You stupid idiot. It's not going to be any good if you do that.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's doing Billy West. You fat wow. bloated idiot. I mean what is that it was like the woman that was in the press room the other day who sounded like Melania um, <laughs> that's right uh, And yeah, and Dana Goldberg was talking about it today on Steph's show and I'm like oh my god when I was listening to him, I'm like is Melania asking the question
1: yes I kept uh, waiting for her to blurt out the Be best but she Be didn't best. right and then no, we... she didn't
3: but it was just and that sounds like him trying to do his wife's accent all of a sudden that was yeah. weird
1: well here's that reporter in the in the press room that sounded like Melania the other day oh what's new well uh, <laughs> this morning I heard a very good joke from my cousin Baji divane tose with border <laughs> it's, a, it's a spitting image for Melania. The, the pr- rest of the press room thought it was hilarious, by the way. It was just, okay, that was that. Was that. You know, just <laughs> one of these days, I swear to God, one of these days, I'm going to get Buzz Burbank to laugh at that joke. Okay, this is b- back to uh, Donald Trump doing his Peter, Laurie, Wren from Wren and Stimpy impression.
2: Sure. Can you get this deal done immediately I said, It doesn't work that way right. I don't want to go too back fast back. The deal's not going to be any good if we do that could be any we got to take time, it's got to gestate, right? Just it's like when you're cooking a chicken Time, <laughs> time Turkey for Thanksgiving My mother would what? say, oh, eight hours t-. I said, eight hours? She made the greatest turkey I've ever had
1: <clears throat> Yeah, he's going what? nuts He's, he's what, what, <laughs> I don't know. somehow, somehow he went from making a deal to the word gestate Like the word gestate. He actually says the word gestate. He actually said those words. And, and then it goes. So it goes from deal to gestate to chicken to turkey. Yes. Donald Trump, the sitting president of the United States, desperately suffering from brain worms. <laughs> oh,
2: shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: finally, one last thing here before we wrap up. Uh, Lindsey Graham, the great Miss Lindsey is in the news today. Oh, there we go. Right, Lindsey Graham. Strength. Yes. Strength. 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 Lindsey Graham has the strength. Strength. To stand up to Donald Trump, doesn't he? And uh, here he said he thinks Trump will fire Jeff Sessions after the midterms.
3: And he's okay with that?
1: I don't think so, but... I hope not. It seems like that's something... Don- Donald Trump is, is ready to fire Jeff Sessions like any second now.
3: Oh, yeah. He wants him gone. He thinks it's all his fault.
1: Yeah. Oh, by the way, did I mention too that Ari Fleischer also thinks that if Trump pardons Manafort, he's going to be impeached? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I guess uh, Lindsey Graham probably concurs with that, but... In relation to firing Jeff Sessions Because the idea here is This is what Lindsey Graham says uh, Strength Lindsey Graham says that uh, (laughs) That what uh, Trump is going to do Is he's going to fire Jeff Sessions And then he's going to bring in someone Who's going to run the Mueller investigation Take it away from Rod Rosenstein And go forward that way Which seems to me as if that would get him impeached Wouldn't it, uh, Senator Graham? Strength Yeah, I know Probably would so uh, so there's that. Plus, Trump thinks impeachment would make everyone poor.
3: Yeah, that's, that's what I heard today. I'm like, seriously, that's your threat?
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the dumb thing about that, of course, is that he continues to tie himself to the economy. I mean, like an idiot, Trump always well, makes things worse. And the an stock market,
3: Trump. by the way, the stock market isn't everybody else. I don't have anything in stock. Right, right. <laughs> in fact, Berkshire Hathaway doesn't have anything in the stock market right now, which should tell you
1: something. Yeah, he was, uh, yesterday he was ballyhooing the longest bull run of the stock market, uh, ever, I think. But thanks, Obama. Obama! Thank you, Obama.
3: Yep. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And, uh,. Of course, Donald Trump's rally in West Virginia was the longest bullshit run (laughs) in history. So there's that, too. Thank you very much. I'm here all week. Try the veal. (laughs) Uh, Tip your bartenders and waitresses. (laughs) Jody Hamilton's going to be hosting the Stephanie Miller Show all I week. I am.
3: Oh. Yeah, I'm terrified.
1: As Donald Trump says, all week. Oh. Be At least it. I have
3: Sean and Jess. I have Sean and Jess. And then my my Sean will also be their you know, fan favorite, which is funny because a lot of people didn't like him last time week. he co-hosted with me. But he's lovely. Oh, so. he's great. Sean Barton will with yeah, me, so be with me,
1: like, Yeah, plus I, I'm going to get to talk to you. I'm going to get to talk to Sean. We haven't talked on the Stephanie Miller Show, you and I, Jody. In it, forever. In a long, long time. Long time It's in a long time It's been all of the years That we haven't all talked All
3: of them In my bags And all my stuff And it's in my basket <laughs>
1: That's what I tr- Trump is this close From being Saul Rosenberg too
3: I know Should I bring my shoes Bring all my shoes
2: All of my shoes
1: So I have so them So I have them <laughs> I fell down the stairs And my shoes fell off
3: Fell off me I don't know no.
1: Yes but This is what we'll do On Wednesday next week We'll just do that We are hammered drunk <laughs> We are strung out oh my god okay so uh i was saying so listen to the stephanie miller show next week because jody hamilton's gonna be hosting also you can follow jody hamilton at from dash the dash bunker.com or from the bunker jr that's jr at the end there on twitter and uh oh let's see what else you can also follow buzz burbank at buzzburbank.com you can follow jackie Schechner by just following her around Oh well, yeah, it?
3: she's she's easy to find. She's got the cats now, all the cats that are trying to take
1: off their cones. That's right, all those cones of shame and <laughs> Jackie the running the torture chamber of kittens that are out there. No, she's taking that great poor care. Cat. Kate, taking great care of the kittens. Uh, Kimberly Johnson's founded patreon.com/startmeup. That's it for us. I'll uh, see you on Friday's after party. If not, we'll see you next Tuesday with Buzz Burbank. Take care, folks. Bye bye.
2: Yep.